brothers and sisters of the leaf, Cigar Diva here. Thank you for tuning in because tonight I am reaching out to you urgently. Oh, so urgently. There is a topic that hangs in the air. And it is such a heavy topic. It hangs literally like the smoke after a long night in a small lounge with a poor ventilation system. That's what this topic is like. In fact, it's so heavy, I couldn't handle it alone. I needed some help to carry this one. So I brought with me <coughs> the charming, the funny, the witty, <coughs> the impatient son of a coconut stick man. Yay, yay. He is here with me. Uh-huh. In the flesh. From the dead. Back from the dead. <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, God, here we go. My boss. <sighs> Continue. Mm. Oh, now I get a, a puff break. Okay, so, brothers and sisters of the leaf, this is a touchy topic. It's one that I can only imagine the faces of the people tuning in on any given day to this podcast and some of them will say oh yeah oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and some will say what uh-huh. really i haven't had that happen to me yet i haven't noticed that and i feel that this podcast is critical because if you have not heard of it i want to plant a seed no pun intended because it will be coming to you or your life or your surroundings. And that is cigar stigma. Uh-huh. And what's, what the diva means about cigar stigma is, um, let me kind of chime in on this real quick. Last several months, I've had a little health scare. It's been taken care of. So I was at the hospital. I have family that's in New Zealand and, the Samoan and Fiji Islands and Australia. And I posted privately a photo of me at the hospital because they were asking if I was okay and they wanted to see if I was okay. It's a family thing. I posted a photo and I forgot that I made it public versus private on social media. Everybody saw it. You know, a lot of people were like, hey, you know, thoughts and prayers for you, stick man, I hope you get better. And then, then the douchebag factor kicked in. Oh, you have to give up smoking cigars. That's what's killing you. I'm not dead. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, you know, let's just be honest about this. It's like, I'm taking advice. You want me to take advice from someone that drinks a bottle of Henny a day and smokes at least a pack of Marlboros or worse. And you're telling me to give up cigars because it's unhealthy. Come on now. I mean, that's that's like one of the stigmas that we have. We, we have people that come around telling us, you know, Diva, you, me, uh, cigars are very unhealthy as they're taking a puff of their vape. And if I recall correctly, uh, I don't remember the post word for word, but it had nothing specific. Like, y- you would not know. You could have been in there for anything uh it, Prostate check, you know, know, just like, you know, cigars are bad for you. Like, really? Because last time, if I could smoke through my prostate, then there's a problem, okay? Yeah, I'm in for a colonoscopy. No, but people, they just, 
they if you if they know that you're a cigar smoker and they see that you happen even to be at a regular wellness check oh well you better stop smoking those cigars they assume something is wrong with you and it has to be cigars yeah it wasn't improperly prescribed medication it wasn't uh it could have been a toenail uh-huh. thing yeah, I could have like you know slipped and fell, and I was in the hospital. But the thing, the thing was like when Diva came to pick me up, and we were talking about this, and I was talking to my sister about this, and and I was talking to some sisters of the leaf and brothers of the leaf that you know were very kind and blessing that you know to make sure I was okay. And we were talking about this stigma, and again, I'm gonna date myself. I'm 46 years old, going on 47. Diva's 21, going on 21, but <laughs> um. I remember back in the day when you would watch like something like Dukes of Hazard or, you know, you like Suge Knight from me being a West Coast kid. Suge Knight was iconic for smoking mm-hmm. cigars. And I've met Mr. Knight. I've met Marion before and very nice guy. I mean, that's not the podcast for this conversation, but the stigma that is associated with cigars and cigar smokers are that we're evil, planning to take over the world and all these things. There's now a, an entire narrative. Yeah. It's, it's almost now to the point where... If something happens, I feel that I'm going to get more of an unbiased damn given about me at the cigar lounge as opposed to the people that I call, quote unquote, family and friends who automatically jump to the conclusion. I literally feel as if I'm part of a graphic novel where they've painted this picture and of you. I saw the comments you told me about phone calls and things and, you know, people are painting this picture of you like you are Mr. Knight, uh-huh. you know, or some other type of character. Boss you know, hog or some villain in a movie. I, right. A villain. You must be tied up into something illegitimate. You must be rolling around in money. You must be richer than Roosevelt. I mean, it goes on and on and on the stigma. And I kept it. I I didn't bring it out into the open until I started seeing it happen at an institutional level. Uh And that's where I feel it's time for us as brothers and sisters of the leaf to stand up recognize this if it had again if it hasn't happened to you yet it's coming uh-huh. so expect it be ready for it now this conversation is going to be more of like a how-to how to tell someone to mind their damn business okay but in in a sense of what if you have someone in your life <coughs> see there i'm smoking a cigar i'm dying because people think that me coughing once is all because of cigars no because i was eating cashews but let's just be real about this. There are going to be people in your life that respect you, you know, people that you respect, people's values from from a religious aspect, from corporate aspect, from whatever. There are going to be some people in your life that you respect and respect their opinions, but they kind of like step out of their lane. And as they may have their own guilty pleasures and guilty habits, nobody in this world, okay? And I'm going to quote Tupac, let me live, let me live. Nobody in this world has the right to tell you what to do. Diva, your thoughts. I want to mention where it gets institutionalized. 
and I'm going to keep this very ambiguous, but <clears throat> there is, and I won't even say in which state this district is, but there is a school district somewhere where someone has decided that if you are a man and you smoke cigars, that you represent male toxicity. And if you are a sister of the leaf and you smoke cigars, you rep represent feminine toxicity. Diva, I want you to say that again. The male and female toxicity. Male. So in other words, it doesn't matter what you are, because I'm sure it applies to anything else in the gender spectrum that we have today. That if you smoke cigars, you are representative of toxicity. Now, let's mm -hmm. get, uh, bear with me for a moment. Let me break this down. All right, Eva, handle your business. What's, you know, the actual definition of toxic. Now, what I have in my hand, aside from it being a fabulous tatuaje escasos, Lancero. Pete Jones, you're my boy. Shout out to Pete I Jones. would love to ask Pete. I would love to ask Pete, I would love to go back a few weeks and ask Rafael Nodal, do you ever experience this? Does this happen to you? Uh, but getting back to toxicity, you know, what we're holding in our hands, only the leaves are harvested, they're natural, they're grown natural, more care goes into the growing of those leaves than most of the produce that we eat. Mm-hmm. No chemicals are added, rolled by hand, and here it is, from the earth. Mm -hmm. Now, cigarettes, the entire tobacco plant is drenched in a chemical that dries it out, so the entire plant gets harvested, thrown into a big chipper, mulcher, whatever it is. The tobacco is reconstituted with glue. Uh-huh. It is uh, mixed with ammonia to freebase the nicotine to make it more addictive. Uh, lighter fluid is added so that they burn faster, you smoke more. That said, I am not against cigarette smokers. I just highly, highly recommend that if you're going to smoke cigarettes, smoke organic. Yeah. They are available. You know, it's funny, Diva, me working with the companies that I work with, there's a lot of guys that smoke cigars. Mm -hmm. And then when I go into the field to do recordings and everything, you know, for my day-to-day -day job, there's a lot of staff members that smoke cigarettes. And I go and sit with them and smoke a cigar. And obviously, they're done within five or seven minutes, and they go back to doing what they're doing. And I'm sitting there enjoying my, you know, my, my coconut water or whatever I'm drinking on and smoking my cigar. You know, obviously, I can't drink at work. So, I mean, I have to substitute that. But it's like... If you tell someone you're a cigarette smoker, they're like, they're okay with it. But the minute you tell them you're a cigar smoker, it's like, it's like a crime to them. Like you went to your mama's house and stole her jewelry and stole her money out of her dresser and went and bought some crack cocaine. Well, let's not forget vapes. Yeah. Oh, if you're a vapor, all of a sudden you're the saint, but the world's you're a sinner. A, you're an angel. Now they've defiled the chemical of nicotine so much. It has to go through an electronic device. Uh -huh. In bubblegum flavor or sweet passion dragon fruit or strawberry something like that. kiwi flavor. And apparently this is supposed to be healthier than a, a very, very meticulously grown set blend 
I should say, of leaves fermented and rolled together naturally. Mm-hmm. And the stigma is just so much in reverse. But getting back to the, the toxicity, so in the school district, this individual, uh, somehow this got it passed, and people who are known to be cigar smokers are no longer allowed to attend scholastic events. Doesn't matter whether it is a soccer game or your kid's graduation. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. If you happen to have a picture on your Facebook wall anywhere that shows that you are a cigar smoker, you are no longer welcome to scholastic events to see your kids. Even though you're not smoking at the event. Okay. I had a friend of mine, this is where the diva's talking from. A friend of mine said, hey, stick man, you know, I hope you're feeling better. I saw you were ill. Um, I got to talk to you about something. I was like, all right, well, you know, let's just let's, let's chop it up. So he started telling me that his granddaughter's graduating. I congratulated him. You know, I said, what cigars are you going to smoke at, you know, after the graduation of the party or whatever? And he's like, none. We are not allowed to attend. Not only he and his wife, the grandmother of, of their granddaughter, but his son, his daughter-in-law are not allowed. They're going to have to watch the graduation on a Zoom call because the school district considered consider them all four of them toxic as they all smoke cigars toxic yes they the word that was used in the email that i saw from him that because you create a toxic environment now i i happen to know who you're talking about and i'm guessing that no one looked into the philanthropy the charitable acts that this person does not only was he 30 years u.s marine right now retired you know thank you thank, thank him for his service his mm-hmm. wife was a u.s marine also his son a u.s marine his wife you know his daughter-in-law u.s marine all served this country and the creation of this stigma because they smoke cigars on their own personal time not even at a school event or anything that has nothing to do with school one Substitute teacher took it upon herself to say that this is a toxic person, even though this person that claimed that they're toxic smokes vapes, has her social media full of her smoking vapes and creating cloud dragons or whatever the, you know, bollocks that they do. But for her, she's an angel. But to for, for my friend and his wife and his son and his daughter-in-law, they are the, de- the demon. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I, I called total BS. I said, you need to dispute this. And he said to me, stick man, I'm too old. I don't want to deal with this new generation of misfits that are acting like they're saints and we're sinners. I'm sick and tired of the stigma where even if I go to church and the pa- his pastor, his father, he said, you know, father, I can't say his name. After service, they're sitting in, you know, in the lawn smoking a cigar. And he even said there's nothing wrong with it. And he couldn't understand. This is a man of God, Dean, I remind you, that was telling my friend, there's nothing wrong with smoking a cigar as much as there's nothing wrong with smoking a cigarette. Whatever you choose to do with your body is what is up to you. And the stigma that is being created against us, brothers and sisters of the leaf, people of the leaf, anyone that indulges in a smoke of a cigar, from us being at a lounge, us for even sitting on our balcony, even in front of our house on our own porch, in our own home, we're getting stigma. And, 
you know, Diva, it's funny. We were at a cigar lounge the other day, and I remember a guy that we met, and he said to me, yeah, it's so bad, stick man, that I smoke cigars. My wife knows I smoke cigars, but she is so indoctrinated by her friends and family that I have to go into my garage when I go home, literally undress, and then dress into normal clothes because she refuses to even smell the smoke of cigars. He even told me he can't even keep cigars at home. What? Even a bowl with a bag or anything. He can't he can't have any of his cigars at home. If he wants to smoke, he can't even smoke on his porch because his neighbors, his wife, have found him to be an evil person, even though this man is is a saint. And I thought that was total BS because I'm like, why does the world have the right to chastise a cigar smoker, but yet if we bring up any of their nasty habits, oh no, it's it's you know, it's out of bounds. I always said that it's better to be crazy in a good way than sane in a bad way. And what I mean by that is you may look at someone and they may have a habit you don't approve of. Maybe it's cigar smoking, but or maybe I don't know. Gambling or maybe that person has an OCD where they don't step on the cracks of the sidewalk. Right. But you know that you could fall backward and trust that person with your life. You could also. On the flip side, have someone who looks perfectly sane, perfectly normal. But if you only knew the truth, you wouldn't leave your kids alone with them for more than five minutes. Like that uncle at the barbecue that you don't leave your kids with. So what we want to do is educate, you know, our brothers and sisters of belief. And even for those that you probably have someone in your life you really respect or someone that, you know, that you value their opinion and everything. But you want to also find a way to be polite and also kind of make sure that they stay in their lane. And one thing that I realized, and so you got coughed again because of cashews, not because of cigar smoke, but everyone's going to say I'm dying because of cigars. But the salt is the salt. So what I always tell people is that I respect your opinion. But like how Pac said, let me live. Let me do what I need to do. You do you. I do me. If I pay, you know, $1,000 a year at a cigar lounge to be a member and have a locker, that's my money that I'm spending because I'm earning that money and let me choose how I spend my money. No, no, but, you know, I don't get on you by going to the casino every every other Friday or every other payday and blowing your check at the casino at the craps table or nothing. You know, you're not going to tell me to mind my business because you do tell me to mind my business. So why is it okay for others to tell us what to do with our lives as cigar smokers, brothers and sisters and people of the leaf? But yet, if we try to tell somebody something, they don't want to hear. No. No, no, that's some BS right there. I really want to hear from other people. I want to know, have you experienced the same? Have you, I'm just going to be honest, have you felt discriminated against as a cigar smoker? Yeah. You know, the, the problem is that, number one, they're attacking cigars and they're considering it as standard tobacco-like cigarettes. But yet or have, vape. Or vape. And that's not the case. You know, Diva, you, you, we had a conversation with a regional sales manager for Placencia the other day. We did an interview with him. And he showed us the process of how cigars are made. He actually showed us the video. He sent us a lot of video of the plants in, I want to say Nicaragua. I could be wrong on that. but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, how positive it was from the jobs generated to healthcare for the people that work in cigar shops. It was mind blowing. Yeah. And 
you know, it's our business. What we do with our money is our business. What we do our, with our time. So this is one of the things that you want to do is like when somebody says, oh, cigar smoking is bad. Say to them, <coughs> oh, excuse me. That was another cough. I'm dying from now cashews. So, so are we going to ban cashews? Hmm. But say to them, of all the tax money that's taken from cigars, how much of it is being paid for your you know, school programs for your kids? Oh, yes. Or health care for someone or even programs from, you know, from here or there. Like Lauren knows if we look at the bill of what are, you know, for New York smokers, for an example, where that 75 percent of that tobacco tax is going. So say to them, if you want to eliminate cigars, then where are you going to tax next? I can tell you one place that the taxes do go to that is critical. Uh, the CHIP program, Children's Health Insurance Protection, something, mm -hmm. I don't recall the exact acronym, but one of the places, one of the big beneficiaries of the tobacco tax is the CHIP program for any child who is underinsured and needs health care. Yeah. That is, to say it's thousands would be an understatement. I mean, let's just be real. Wherever you're living at, wherever you're hearing this podcast, let's just say the average cigar that you purchase is probably between four to twenty dollars, depending mm -hmm. on what you're smoking on. Okay, mm -hmm. um, that seventy-five percent of that tax in New York, for an example, um, we you know, Diva and I go to Casa de Monte Cristo in New York. We go to Soho. We go to Davidoff. You know, to give an example, Carnegie Club. Carnegie Club. That seventy-five percent tax that you're paying on that cigar is going to programs that are helping others. So for these people to have the audacity to tell you, oh, smoking is bad, then tell them, okay, I want you to go to your local congressman or woman and then say that the 75% that you're taxing a product on, that if it's so bad and you want people to quit, then where's that money going to go to pay for all these programs? Mm -hmm. Where's it going to come from? And then the minute you mention, hey, how about we raise your taxes, you know, your income tax to whatever from 33% to maybe 45 or 50%. Oh, they're like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want them taxed. I don't want the government to tax me. Oh, but, they don't have the right to. But yeah. you have the right to take your child in if you can't afford health care mm -hmm. and take advantage of this tax. But people don't know that. Yeah. They don't know any better. I think the problem is people getting completely <coughs> out of their lane and creating this narrative. Mm -hmm. They're creating a narrative based on what others say. It's monkey see, monkey do type of syndrome. I remember on the islands, we say that, like if one person says something that's not right, but if there's enough of a popular opinion, not a factual opinion, everybody follows on that gravy train. And, and the thing is, when people say to you like, oh, I don't, I don't approve of you smoking. Okay, fine. That's your opinion. I don't care what your opinion is. I you don't pay my bills. You don't pay my bills. You don't take care of me. I don't live under your roof. I don't do anything. Even if you'd lived under someone's roof, what you do with your money is your business. If anything, they should be thanking a cigar smoker because of the taxes we pay for our own, dil you know, our own diligence to smoke what we want to smoke. It's just, it blows my mind. I've never had the experience of smoking on a plane. I hear it was fabulous mm -hmm. to be able to smoke on a plane. Uh, I think it's a little weird. I, I mean, how did we go from being a society where you could smoke on an enclosed capsule hurtling through the air 
to now people scoffing at you, saying outright rude comments, chastising you out in in open. I mean, if you've ever been around, uh, you know, it varies from borough to borough and neighborhood to neighborhood. But if you do go to New York, I can assure you there are some areas where if you're standing out on the sidewalk with a cigar, my gosh, what people will say to you yeah, it's, or it's how funny. they look at you. It's it's funny like that people now have the audacity to tell you what their their opinion is when you don't even know who this person is. You don't even know their name. And they're like, oh, smoking's bad for you. Really? I hope you get hit while you're riding your damn bike. You know, it's like, you know, how do you feel when I say something insulting back to you? Mm-hmm. I don't even know you. Mind your business. You know, mm-hmm. that's how it is. And, you know, and that's where the problem is becoming because we are all under attack now. All, all of us, brothers, sisters, people of the leaf. We're all under attack because of our own, you know, pleasurable vice. Exactly. And I mentioned one school district. If if I only know of one, imagine how many are actually in existence that I just have no reason to hear about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's probably happening in hundreds of school districts and it's going to spread. It's going to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand a school district saying that, hey, I don't want my son or daughter to be around smoke. I don't want the children here smoking. Okay, that's fine. But let's just be real about this. What people do on their own time is their own business. And, you know, another thing you could always say to people and you could straight out say to them, like, you drink alcohol, you drink wine. I know a lot of women that have a glass or two glasses of wine a day. But they are quick to point out the benefits of wine. Oh, you know, it keeps you, you know, it keeps me fertile. It keeps me this, whatever they say, you know, whatever that makes them feel better. Mm. But if you don't care about what they do, then why they have the audacity or even the right to tell you what you should do? And us as, you know, family of the leaf, I'm going to just coin that the family of the leaf. I like that. You know, we should like be like, look. Let me do what I do. You do you. I do me. Do you care more about me or the cigars? Because mm-hmm. that's how I feel lately. I feel that people are judging me, painting a narrative of me, like I'm living in a graphic novel, you know, and they're they're painting this picture that if you smoke cigars, you must be criminal. You must be licentious. You must be up to no good or the opposite you must be you know rolling in money and mm-hmm. and living this baller lifestyle and it couldn't be further from the truth yeah yeah i i remember many a times when i was growing up as a child this is like in the 70s and 80s this is where i'm dating myself my grandmother she would take me to mcdonald's it was a rare treat for us you know i was you know i grew up poor so Going to McDonald's was a treat. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, Diva, remember the old aluminum yes. ashtrays they would yes. have at the tables? The dinky little disposable ashtrays that would barely hold a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And it's, to balance it. Yeah, and it was, it was like a balancing act. Like, it was like you eat your Happy Meal and then your grandmother's sitting there trying to balance the damn cigarette on the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And I had a, I have an uncle. He's still alive. And I remember he would come with us and he would smoke a cigar on the playground mm-hmm. outside. And he would always complain about, like, these things are not wide enough to hold my damn cigar. And, and I remember that it was such a great memory. But now, even, like, I have a friend of mine who went car shopping that's a cigar smoker. And 
any car, I think from 2008 on up, does even have an ashtray anymore. But yet, we still have cup holders. And I've seen many of my friends that will go grab a beer, even though it's illegal to drink and drive, and they're sitting there drinking and driving. But yet, the automobile industry, industry feels that, oh, we don't want you to smoke in your car. Oh, yeah, but go ahead and get toasted on that Cavassier or that Henny that you're drinking on. Yeah, notice during the pandemic, drive through alcohol suddenly became, uh, I won't say legal, but... Accepted. Accepted. Yeah. Yes, everyone turned a blind eye to the fact that you could now go through drive through and get a Long Island iced tea, be hammered by the time you get to the end of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then that person will call you and tell you that you need to be doing different things with your money. You should stop smoking cigars. How dare you? And don't post that on social media because I don't want to see it. Yeah. If you don't want to see something, just don't look at it. Just ignore it. Move forward. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, and this is a big topic because about four years ago when I started smoking cigars, I, I started to notice that people were quiet. They minded their business and everything. Uh, then one day, Diva and I were going to Ashton Cigar Lounge in Philly. You know, we were going to catch the Sixers game and everything. So we, we were like, hey, we're downtown already. We already parked the car. Let's just walk two blocks from where we had dinner and let's just go get a smoke. One of the happiest places in Philly. Oh, yeah. And we went downstairs and we picked up some sticks and we went upstairs. And the, the guy, the guy just walking by, had the audacity to yell at us about mm-hmm. how dare it. He had a cigarette in his mouth. He had remind you. The audacity of us smoking a cigar and how it's bad for us. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, where in the blue hell do you have the audacity to say, you know, we shouldn't smoke cigars? Well, you have a you have a cancer stick in your mouth. Just because you're riding a bike that makes you like like a saint? Like, get the hell out of here. I don't know if I told you this, but not long ago, I was actually driving. And a guy, just some random guy in the lane next to me pulled up next to me and yelled out his window, now's your perfect chance to quit. I I don't know if I want to repeat what my, should I, I said, you know, now's your perfect chance to stop being an asshole. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing was, I, I, I just, I find it very, hip, the hypocrisy in this. Yes. That even cigarette smokers, are coming to cigar smokers and telling them you need to stop. And I'm thinking to myself, your lungs have already checked out. <laughs> you know, you're, you know, you are 10 times more at risk of getting sick and dying than a cigar smoker. is. Oh yes. Yes. Or, or telling you what you should do with your money. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that, you know, you, this, you know, people spend more on cigarettes and alcohol in a day than what and, a cigar smoker spends in a week and end up drunk every single night. But they'll come at you over one cigar. Mm-hmm. How dare and you are now a villain. Mm-hmm. So when people come up to you, just tell them politely, like, look, I respect your opinion. But, you know, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what's best for me. You know, I don't tell you about you blowing your check away at the casino or, 
you know, your, your unhealthy habits of drinking a bottle of Henny a day or smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. That's not my business. I may not approve of it, but that's my personal opinion. And I'm not going to voice it with you. No. So, you know, don't be afraid to put people in their place. The truth of the matter simply is that if you don't put people in their place, you're going to allow them to get an inch in your world. Then they're mm-hmm. going to feel that you must be indoctrinated into what their belief system is, you know. And just because you smoke cigars doesn't mean that you're Boss Hog or Suge Knight or, you know, someone that is portrayed. They, they, they already wrote this narrative in their mind that you're an evil person. Some of the most wonderful people in my life are cigar smokers. Whether they're heavy cigar smokers or they smoke every day or they smoke occasionally once a week, whatever the case may be. But this 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 stigma gotta go diva this this stigma gotta go yes and i would like to hear how would you listeners how would you reply how have you replied have you had this happen to you yet mm-hmm. and i stress the word yet how would you reply and if you haven't had it happen to you yet then i'm glad you tuned in because Maybe you can be ready for it when it does happen, because eventually it will, especially if it's being institutionalized, even at a low level. Now it's going to snowball. It's funny. I remember um, there was a campaign many years ago when Sons of Anarchy was on. And and for those that don't know, Diva and I are big fans of Sons of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Ron Perlman fan. And if, if he ever listens to this podcast, Mr. Perlman, I loved you as Clay. You, you, you made me love the show even more. And even on the Mayans, um, Emilio Rivera, the guy that plays um, Alvarez, mm-hmm. smokes a cigar at the table when they, when they show the show. And people are complaining. They're not complaining about the sex or violence or gratuitous violence on the shows. They're more complaining about the cigar smoke. And I'm sitting here reading this article and I'm like, you know, they're playing bikers, right? You know, they're, they're not like saints that go save kittens out of, you know, bags that are thrown into the, into the river. They're bikers. They're going to do what bikers do, but nobody complains about any of them drinking on the show or, or the criminal activity that they show on the show. They were more complaining about the cigar smoke. And I'm like sitting there boggled when I was on the train reading this article. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, let's make a list of all the things in the show from, Guns to drugs to promiscuity to nonstop alcohol 24 7 to violence, violence or uh, cigar or the drug sales. Like they were working for a drug cartel. Yes. And yeah, nobody pointed those things out. These people found that cigar smoke was the most vile thing they were doing on the show. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I, I was just, I was taken back by that. And, and I was just, I was just sitting there like, this, this is something weird because I've been to other parts of the world where cigar smoke is as common as drinking a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Nobody bothers you. Nobody says anything to you. Yes, different countries have different laws. Like you can't smoke outside in public. You know, you have to smoke indoors. I've even been to some hotels in, you know, in Europe that encourage you to smoke inside. Because, you know, as tourists are walking outside, some tourists from other countries may not like it. They'll have patio areas set up for, for people to smoke, to eat and smoke. Uh, it's this, this, this. That's ha- something else I want to know, because mm-hmm. of all the places that I've been to, 
and believe me, in, in Hong Kong, for example, on a pack of cigarettes, there is no sur- Surgeon General's warning. It's just smoking kills. Yeah, that's it. Two, Two words. big words. There is no misunderstanding that. Yet cigarettes are as common as noodles. Yeah. I kid you not. I remember being in Hong Everyone Kong. smokes. Yeah. They smoke outside. Your taxi driver's smoking. (laughs) He comes, picks you up, and he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going here. He's already smoking in the car. And and I don't, like in other countries, I don't see people complaining. I don't see people throwing a fit about it. It's just just like, you know, they they let you do you. You know, I know like in Singapore, when I was there at the time, they did not allow people to smoke outside. If you're in a public area they didn't want you to smoke outside because they're very clean out there and everything mm-hmm. and but they encouraged people to smoke and i remember when we were sitting with rafael nodell he talked about how he was in japan and remember the story where he was smoking outside two cops came to him with white gloves on they took the ash because he didn't want they didn't want him to ash on the ground and they put it into the garbage can they didn't take his cigar away from him they allowed him to do his thing yeah they just didn't want him to ash on the ground and mr nodell you know great guy by the way Fabulous. You know, he was telling us stories about parts of the world he was smoking at and everything. And and I was just like, wow, like even here in New York or even New Jersey, you light up outside, even if you're sitting on your balcony or your patio or whatnot on your or own property. Park bench. Or even a park bench, people are giving you the stink eye. But From a hundred yards off. <laughs> but yeah, you could be sitting with a brown bag down in a whole bottle of Hennessy and everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like I was saying, of all the things that you see in a TV show like the Mayans or Sons of Anarchy. Think of it from a parent's perspective of the list that I went down from violence, guns, drugs, and I don't mean guns as in your second amendment. I mean, as in running them for cartels, uh, to downing a couple bottles of whiskey a day, bourbon a day. And believe me, As you know, I write for the Whiskey Network. I'm certainly not against whiskey. I am against the abuse. Um, But which of those things would you rather have your child do? Yeah. Smoke a cigar, sleep around with strangers. Or run drugs for the cartel. Sell guns and drugs for a cartel. What would you rather see your child do? Yeah. You know, as we're going to wrap up this podcast, like I'm going to recap with some of the tips that you could tell people. Number one, if they want to voice their opinion, let them voice their opinion. But at the end, let them know, I respect you. You know, you're my boy, you're my girl. You know, I respect you as a person, but I'm going to do me. If you don't approve of what I do, that's fine. But I'm going to still do me. Because I could go down a cherry picking of lists of things that you do that I don't agree with. And you may not like the fact that I'm picking on something that you do. That is either illegal, immoral, unethical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, if a stranger tells you to say, you know, says that you shouldn't be smoking, you tell them to mind their business. And here in the United States, for those that are listening here in the U.S., we have the right to live, you know, straight out. And as there's laws set up where you can't smoke, there's smoking prohibited areas, which is fine. They, if somebody sees you smoking, like someone of a official status, they could tell you to put your cigar out. That's fine. You know, you respect the law. But if you're sitting at your house or you're sitting on your pal- balcony or your patio, your own property, and you're smoking, no one, no one has the right to tell you what to do. 
especially not someone from social media. Mm -hmm. You cannot inhale smoke through a screen. Yeah. You know, but, you know, Dave and I want to hear you guys' experience. Like, did you face people? Like, how did you handle this? You know, did you tell them to F off? Did you tell them like, hey, mind your business? Did you just ignore them? You know, even I've noticed, you know, on social media that people are getting chastised for having a cigar in their hand. But yet some of the most best occasions in our lives from graduations, weddings, uh, a baby being born. All, funerals. All funerals are all significant, excuse me, I can't even say that word. Try saying that five times. Um, of smoking a cigar. Mm -hmm. It's a rite of passage. Yeah. You know, from the American Indian smoking tobacco to other cultures where tobacco is celebrated as a way to celebrate a positive event. Mm -hmm. Yet, us general cigar smokers of the family of the leaf, you know, brothers, sisters, people, whatever you want to call yourself, we're being attacked. Yes. We're already paying up to 75% for what we'd love to do. And that tax money, we don't have any control of say so where it's going. Okay. Mm -hmm. They could say, hey, you know, exactly. New York, 75%. New Jersey, 35, 40%. I think it's 33 to 40%. You know, Pennsylvania has their state laws, Delaware, you know, Maryland and so forth, even DC. But those tax money, we don't have say so. Like those, you know, people that complain about cigar smoking, they don't realize from the potholes being fixed on, on the streets to there the, you go. From the police department and fire department to EMTs. Your kids' new soccer uniforms mm -hmm, or to even, football uniforms. Even healthcare. It's mm -hmm. that tax money is going to that. So ask them this question. Yeah, if you want me to stop smoking tomorrow, I'll do that. But all this taxes that you know, or the money generated from taxes from cigar smoke, when that tax is not there no more, then where do you think they're going to go next for it? Exactly. Exactly. And I just, I feel that this is such an important issue because on one hand, we're fighting it already on the taxes front mm -hmm. because there's so much of a lack of education and information about the taxes issue now we're facing it on a personal attack issue as well yeah where we're being discriminated against chastised berated in public digitally bullied being accused of having personal traits that have absolutely nothing to do with cigars it feels like it's literally coming from all angles yeah and let me ask you an honest question, and I want you to think about this when the next person ever, you know, costs you about smoking cigars. You're smoking something from the earth that is natural. The only thing that's artificial on a cigar, believe it or not, is the band. Mm -hmm. For 99% for of cigars I've seen, it's a paper band that's put together and that's it. And or the cellophane that comes from the cigar. Okay. You know. Where with cigarettes, like you said, Diva, there's chemicals in there, the processing. You know, us cigar smokers, we take pride in smoking something that's coming from a leaf, that's wrapped in a leaf, that's binded by a leaf, all from the same type of, you know, plant. Where mm -hmm. cigarettes have chemicals, fluids, all kinds of garbage that is going to kill you far, 10 times far faster than a cigar will. And might I add, of all of the cigars I've smoked, not one of them required a lithium-ion battery mm -hmm. to work. 
yeah, you light a cigar, let's just be real. Either you're using a butane torch, a soft flame, using a matchstick. You're using something that is natural, you know, to light your cigar, where the vapors are using a lithium-ion battery that's being charged on a USB drive or USB port, excuse me, to light, you know, to get their thing. Yeah. And let's just be honest about this also. When they talk about, oh, the smoke is nasty. Really? Have you ever smelled cigarette smoke? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to hit hate on cigarette smokers. I got nothing against you guys. I personally say, do your thing. Do, do what you think. Do you, you do you. But you go into a room and smell cigarette smoke. And then you go to a lounge and smell cigar smoke. And tell me, what is the major difference? What's going to kill you faster, the cigar smoke? Or that cigarette smoke, that's, that's, even though that cigarette's created from chemicals, that breathing out of that chemical from the person's body, it's still chemical in the air. And you know, because you just had a boatload of advice from your doctors about cigars. Yeah. <laughs> the irony is my cardiologist said, you know, as much as I can't say that you shouldn't, you should, you know, continue smoking, but I don't see any problem. He goes... Nine out of the 10 patients here that are in this cardiology office here in this, you know, hospital are one or two packs a day. Hmm. Okay. And when I tell them to quit smoking cigarettes, you know what they tell me? And I'm their cardiologist. I'm their heart doctor. He said to me, they tell me the F off that they're going to continue smoking cigarettes because that's their passion and that's their right. But a cigar smoker some, smokes something, we're automatically villainized for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for us, you know, as brothers, sisters, people of the leaf, family of the leaf, to stand up and say like, no, 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 no. You, you don't, you don't want to attack me. You don't, you don't come at me because I could come at you with 20 things that you do wrong that I don't agree with. And you're not going to like it because if I'm attacking you, you're going to feel attacked. So why is it okay for you to attack us? Again, if I wouldn't leave my kids with you for five minutes, mm -hmm. but you're going to attack me for smoking a cigar. Even though you can't even smell it, you may be across the country and you may even see a photo of me with a cigar in my hand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, that's... And they're like, oh, when you inhale a cigar, you know, you're killing your lungs. Really? Because most of all cigar smokers I know don't inhale their cigars. Nope. They retrohale through their nose. They don't breathe in like a cigarette and or a vape. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's just this... This hypocrisy of this is just mind-boggling. So, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters of the leaf, people, family of the leaf, I love that, family of the leaf, we are already, and if you haven't felt it already, it's coming, uh, the next community to come under fire, not only legislatively, financially, but just in day-to-day -day life. Yeah. So share your experiences with us. Tell us what what have you seen of cigar stigma so far? Mm -hmm. uh, do you, sisters of the leaf, do you have people questioning you why you're going to a ladies' night at a cigar lounge? Yeah. You know, gentlemen, do you, do you have people chastising you for going to a cigar lounge to watch a game or to de-stress. I mean, we did an entire podcast on the mental sanctuary and we gave several examples of people whose lives are literally changed for the better because they have that sanctuary. Yeah. You know, 
But like I said before, as I'm a big Tupac fan, uh, Pac said the best. Let me live. Mm-hmm. Let me live. So that being said, chime in on social media. You guys know where to find the diva. If you don't, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You're even on TikTok, which is funny. A little bit here and there. You know, YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, hit us up. Let us know. And, and you know, I want to, I personally want to hear your experience when somebody came at you and, you know, attacked you for smoking a cigar. What did you say? You know, or, or what will you say? Or what you, what you will say, exactly. For that, guys, this is Coconut Stick Man, and I'm here. I got the beautiful Cigar Diva. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please chime in on the discussion. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. All right, guys, take care. Diva out. Mm-hmm.